Welcome to another episode with the Market Dominance Guys, a program about the innovators, idealists, and the entrepreneurs who thrive and die in the high-stakes world of building a startup company. We explore in the cookbooks, guidebooks, and magic beans needed to grow your business. week's episode of Market Dominance, guys, Chris Beal continues his conversation with Cheryl Turner, Chief Development Officer of Connect and Sell's newest division, Flight School. Together, they talk about why it is that of our four sales outcomes, yes, no, not me, or not now, the response that dominates is not now. As Chris explains, it's the nature of life. People are busy. Things come up. Priorities shift. But when a prospect says not now, what's a sales rep to do? push harder and try to squeeze his pitch into the conversation anyway? Or should he relax and bow to the prospect's protestations that it's a bad time to talk by graciously saying, no problem, I'll give you a call next week. It's an unusual reaction in the high-pressure world of make that sale, but this may be one of the keys to Cheryl's success in her career. As Chris says, she handles the rigors of cold calling with grace. It also takes grace to handle the frustration of a no-show. But Chris's surprising reaction to a canceled appointment is, I heart no-shows. They're my favorite thing in business. A no-show, he says, makes the relationship more real because now it's less perfect. It creates a more even footing for the next conversation, as well as an opening for a prospect to reveal an insight or two about his business as he explains the why behind his missed appointment. So when a rep or AE is faced with a no-show and is able to relax and say, hey, I understand, I'll call you back later so we can find a time that will work better for you, then that improves what Cheryl calls the trustometer. She has learned that being persistent with callbacks to not-nows and no-shows lets her prospects know that she believes in a potential value of what she is selling. And you can believe me when I say you're going to want to hear every minute of this week's episode of Market Dominance, guys. I heart no shows. Well, I think of the way that my husband and I met. It was an ambush conversation. <laughs> We're sitting next to each other, and it's that awkward moment, right? And and if he had pushed, I've got to know that you want to date me, right? At the very first conversation, I would have said, "There's the road. You can take a long walk on that one." But it's not. <laughs> That just kind of came to my head. I was like, oh, you know, we can apply this to any part of our life, right? It's it's true. It's the same with with cold calls, with ambush conversation. And it doesn't, however you want to term it, if you are a full cycle rep going after a targeted list, or if you're trying to crack into a new market, or if it's just high volume cold calling, it applies across the board. Um, because you always have to have initial first conversations, regardless if you're trying to continue to build relationships or if they don't know you from Adam. So it's that is critical. And so if that relaxation and that confidence, you take that on for them, they feel that over the phone and this exchange of emotion that you're having with this person and it allows them freedom to, okay, and they'll want to actually meet with you. 
It's okay if it takes two or three or four conversations to get there. And I honestly believe that conversation will end up being, that meeting will end up being more productive because they already know you have their best interest at heart. So. And you were willing to call them again. I mean, exactly. face it, that yeah. people like attention. They, they like somebody who cares enough yeah. about them. That <laughs> first that. time that they don't attend the meeting, that could be just a little tiny test that's not, you think, yeah. conscious. it's just like, does somebody care enough? I was watching a couple of morning doves that were having a discussion this morning about whether they should be making morning dove babies. And <laughs> she flew up on the roof. And then it's kind of like, well, are you going to come up here or not? so it's it's such a basic thing if it's so true for morning doves maybe it could be true for for the rest of us yesterday i was having a nice chat with pat lynch who's the who is running sales enablement for a live person at the moment global sales enablement and he was reminiscing with me about when he had come to connect and sales office in denver and witnessed something. He, he stayed all day and watched people work and I left so that I wouldn't inhibit him. He was doing work for CSO Insights. And so he was getting some chief sales officer insights by observing. And when I came back from my going away and talking to customers, I asked him, what do you, you see? And he said, Chris, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you this. We got to go in the conference room and shut the door. And we went in and shut the door and he said, see that guy right there? And I said, yeah, that's Jordan Dufour. You know, he's the inventor of 27 seconds. He's a famous dude. And he said, he did something I've never seen before. A CEO that he got on the phone said, hey, I, I'm, I'm busy. I got to go into a meeting right now. And instead of trying to get more out of him, he just said, oh, that's great. Okay, I'll, I'll call you next week. I'll give you a shout on Tuesday. Boom. And he, he just moved on. And I went and asked him, why? Why didn't you try to get a meeting with him? You had a CEO. And he said, well, what do you mean? I'll... I'll talk to him next week. I have Connect and Sell. Yeah. And that was when Pat said, I didn't realize that a mechanical change of just being able to talk to 10 times more people would result in an emotional change where the rep is relaxing. And he said, and I see it around your office, then it creates a cultural change. And that's the one everybody's trying to get to. Absolutely. So here you are doing it, but I still don't think we've solved this problem. I'm wondering, is it possible that the SDR as a separate role has a built-in problem that people aren't realizing, which is that as an AE, as a full cycle rep, as the chief development officer of Connect and Sell's flight school division, you are free to do anything you want. You can set those meetings and if they don't happen, you don't have any trouble then, right? You just put them in your follow-up, and then you get on and make some more cold calls. What's the difference? You don't care when you're cold calling. But if you were two people, one of whom is serving the other with meetings, and it's not a peer relationship because you can have an easy peer relationship with yourself, right? Then when you set a meeting with your counterpart and it doesn't happen, they get to point the finger at you and say, you're setting meetings that are not happening. You better improve the show rate And yet to improve the show rate, they have to sell after the close, which is the one thing we tell salespeople never to do. Have we built in a problem that that leadership has got to address one way or another to make the SDR, BDR thing work, given that they could be converting at 75% like you and Scott Webb? In fact, they're converting at 3%. Maybe it's because they've been told don't convert. Maybe we don't know we're telling them this, but we're saying, you know, don't convert unless it's perfect. And nothing's perfect. Is that possible? 
that's just it, right? We think it's got to be a perfect scenario. It's got to be a perfect fit. And what is intriguing is I've been on both sides of that table. In fact, the majority of my career until I came over to you was the SDR, right? So as a, as a consultant and partner of yours, I worked for PE firms and I worked in every industry you can imagine, helping either to build pipeline or help them develop sales development or get a process in place, et cetera. And many times I would have to prove the process to show them this can scale, this does work, et cetera. And in the beginning of my career, I, well, and even right before I came over, I still, I would support executives or CEOs themselves. And there was a little bit of pushback, but I said, you, you have to trust the process. They don't show up, then it's better because you would have crammed something down their throat they weren't ready for. If they're worried about some other meeting they have to go to, they're not listening to you. That's not going to be a productive conversation. If they are, if they are squeezed, then you wait until it is a good time. And so when you are armed with AI that is, that is you know, this, of what Connect and Sell offers, um, you introduce a new level of efficiency for SDRs and BDRs. And I would also add to that, and this is where I, a lot of my passion comes from, that's not taught. That's not, it's almost the BDR SDR role is a, pit stop to, I got to hurry up and learn this so I can go into marketing or I can go on somewhere else. Now, if that is someone's passion, that's one thing, but I didn't realize that BDR, I could create a career or build a career around this. And I have, it's been an amazing journey, an absolutely amazing journey. And it's been constant friction because that's what we're told. We're told it, it can't work if we don't have them hundred percent qualified. And what is, and that is never the case. Not, like you said, Chris, nothing is ever a hundred percent. And the prospect is never going to be a hundred percent. No one is ever an end all to everything because that's not the way life is. So if we can take that fear and allow reps to say, you know what, I had a good conversation with them. I expressed a certain amount of curiosity and trust enough that they will show up eventually. So just let me call them back, AE, you know, sales director. Let me call them back. I'll put them back in my list and we will get them back on the phone because guess what? They answer the phone the first time. They will a second or third or fourth or fifth time, right? And it shows them I am persistent because I do believe in the potential value of this meeting for you, human being. That is the tone and that's the approach and they feel that. If sales leadership allows, you are changing the conversation, Chris, because this is something that has been kind of bugging me throughout my career because I, I always see it. I always, regardless if it was a new company I was helping, it's like rinse and repeat. You're like, oh, here we go again. And it's because they just, it's, you won't know that until you have probably several conversations with them because that's also a process. They're not going to divulge everything on the first discovery meeting. I hope you have more conversations on this as far as leadership allowing SDRs to, to set meetings in that approach. If they do have something like, you know, actually there is nothing else like Connect Cell. There is Connected Cell. That's it. Because it's, it is different than, you know, not a, not a dialer. We're not a, it is unlike anything else. What I love about flight school is when you pair the two, the coaching of what flight school does with Connect and Cell, you're unstoppable. And that relaxation and you're able to focus on, hey, change this a little bit and you'll see an uptick 
and interest. In fact, that's what Donnie Crawford did to me the first week I was on. He's like, hey, I noticed, have you tried this? And did and here's this other point. I was like, no, I hadn't even realized. It was like, okay, try this. I was like, okay. And it and it changed. It was awesome. So it, it, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how the nuances of the conversation, the nuances right. of our mindset have profound effects on results. And now here's this new one, I'll call it. I'll call it I Heart No Shows. <laughs> right? I want the title of this episode to be I Heart No Shows. Because when you come right down to it, I mean, I do heart no shows. I love them. I think I might have told this story on this show before where um, I was walking down the street with my fiance. And she's a much bigger deal in sales than I am. And so I get on with somebody from a big hotel chain and we have a scheduled meeting with three people from that company. And that's a nice thing for Connect and Sell. And I still sell. I don't know if everybody, I suppose people probably know this, but you know, we finance our company by selling. And I realize it's a bizarre notion <laughs> in Silicon Valley, but <laughs> That's how we do it. And, and we kind of do it by having the folks at the top sell uh, without taking commissions. Because I, uh, if I took a commission, by the way, I'd act just like everybody else. I'd want every deal. So I just can relax. No commission, just sell. But anyway, it's a pretty important sounding meeting. And I, I got on with Marjorie, who was the person who was from the other side who was going to put this together. And, and she said, oh, Chris, I'm so sorry that both of the other participants just had something come up. And I said, fantastic. I'll shoot you an email. We can get something else on the books when it's convenient for all three of you. Thanks so much for letting me know right now. Uh, I, we would have figured it out eventually, but I really, really appreciate it. And she said, she kind of changed her tone and said, oh, yeah. uh, well, do you want to talk a little bit right now? And I said, you know, we could, but I really think this is something where we should all explore together. So, you know, let's just get something where all three of us are on. It'll be great. And I hung up and Helen turns to me and she says, oh, no show. That must have been disappointing. And I said, are you kidding? It's my favorite thing in business, not just in sales. It is like my very, very favorite thing in business is a no show because in a funny way, it just makes the relationship more real because it's less perfect. And what's interesting is when you approach that, Chris, what you just said, some people call that, I was thinking through this actually over the last week or so, and I was like, what is it about Scott? What is it? Even And James Townsend is also very good at this and uh, listening to him. Um, and I don't know if you get in trouble with me dropping his name in this, but what I love about it, that it's a mindset of abundance or scarcity. And I think that's where the problem is with senior with senior leadership and sales. And what what is sad is I think many could be awesome sales potentials are lost because they think if this is the grind I have to consistently go through, why bother? And I was up against a lot. I had managers that like didn't leave and to, oh my gosh, I have stories beyond stories. And, but what I held true to was there is something here. And so gratefully, I had kind of the personality to stick through it and to be open to adjusting and learning and pivoting. And I've been nothing but blessed with that, but it's consistent friction of this mindset that leadership tends to have that if it's not qualified, it doesn't count. And then that puts so much pressure on the rep and you don't find out 
the talent you have because of that mindset. And, you know, organic growth goes out the window. You could have just lost probably the best thing that ever happened to your sales department. If we continue to maintain this attitude, and I hope this does end up changing the conversation in the industry because it is important. It's still constantly out there, right? You see it on LinkedIn, you see you see it everywhere. But it really changes the trajectory of the conversation and the relationship. And I would dare say that it improves the trustometer. I mean, tenfold, if not more, when you're the rep is able to relax and say, it will fall into a time when it when it does work for them. Because companies are constantly in and out of looking for something, right? This didn't work. There's got to be a better way. Well, that's why you're calling them, right? They don't know. And what is interesting is a lot of people, even especially prospects, come to the table thinking the meeting is going to be about one thing. Right. They've already categorized you pre prematurely. And yeah. what I love is, I mean, the meetings we've had with reflect, this is nothing like what I thought it'd be. That's fantastic. I'm glad that that's the case. Right. But, and, and it wasn't a death by PowerPoint. It wasn't, in fact, I had a lady, oh, do you have something to show? I was like, no, we're just going to talk. Like, I just want to find out what you're doing, what's important to you and important to continue talking. We will. And she said, oh, okay. And what's crazy is this isn't rocket science. As we have been conditioned to not act like humans in, in sales, especially in business development. We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Connect and Sell, welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Give your fingers a rest with Connect and Sell's patented technology. You'll load your best sales folks up with eight to ten times more live qualified conversations every single day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing how many tears were shed while watching Titanic kind of qualified. You're a sales director. You're like Matt here. I'm Matt McCorkle, and I work for Kaiser Compressors as a manager of branch operations. And a hundred of those folks are involved in specifically an outside sale. Before connect and sell, the usual cold calling. Listening to voicemails, trying to get callbacks. Wasted time. And it's very demoralizing. And now? Now we literally saw a 10-time improvement. And that's a much more exciting problem to have, quite honestly. Sounds like cold call day was almost fun. It, it, it was fun. It was like like a social sporting event. So you take something in business that is a lot of people don't think is very fun, cold calling, and you actually turn it into a social sporting event. Connect and Sell delivers up to 10 times more live conversations per hour in every industry imaginable for a limited time connect and sell wants to show you with a free test drive call 800-885-2200 that's 800-885-2200 and i would hope that there's more women out there also chris as a woman right i would i hope there's more out because i i think we also have a certain touch that brings, uh, I think, a refreshing approach to sales also. Anyway, it, it really is fascinating, to be honest. So with this approach that we were talking about, there's, it's kind of an excavator. You put the claw in the ground, you goop it up, and you put it through the hopper, right? Whatever crunches through, if they show up, great. If they don't, that's right. You put it back in the hopper, and eventually it will stick. Eventually, it will run into a time that's good for them. And that's what allows the rep to relax. Yeah. And what's funny about what I love about that analogy is the alternative is 
then this is, I think, the modern sales stack. We arm the reps with all this tools and all this technology. Oh, I know. And then when they get up there to the point where they're going to have that big claw come down and take a scoop, they take the scoop and then they shut the machine off and get their gold pan out. <laughs> and they go through what, you know, swirling and looking for a nugget, <laughs> looking for a nugget. And sure enough, only 3% are nuggets and the rest of it's bad. It's just war. That's the nature of the beast. Whereas they could have just said, look, I don't know what might be right or wrong. We, this is the only this is the only ore we got right now. So I'm going to scoop it up. I'm going to put it in the crusher. I'm going to let it go through its process. And whatever comes out the other end, that's great. And whatever doesn't, I'm going to process it again. Exactly. Because I got this crusher here and it can just crush, right? And when I hear people talk about crushing their number, I think, well... I don't think you're crushing your number. I think you're panning for the occasional little gold nugget, hoping yeah. that you can run with it over to somebody and say, I got this gold nugget here. Whereas it's not the nuggets that make the business. It's what's in the ore overall and your ability to process it. And so it's so interesting to me that you talk about being human. And in a way, it's being human that lets us make a sales machine. Yeah. It really is mind blowing. I mean, it's not, and it is at the same time, right? You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wholly unsurprising and totally mind blowing. Right. It's crazy how much we complicate this, right? Yeah. I mean, and we do, but why? It's, I, I don't, what I love about this mindset of abundance with just let whatever falls through, fall through. That is a mindset of abundance. That is belief going back to the Forbes uh, podcast, right? It is true what he said. It's this inner belief that, you know what? Just let it fall where it falls. And whatever falls off, just put it back in. And it will get polished enough to where it will be the right time. It will be, it will stick. And you have a great conversation when that happens. It's yeah. really is amazing. We say sales conversations have four outcomes. Yes, no, not me, not now. Yeah. And we say not now dominates because of the nature of life. And when we look at where selling the meeting, not now should dominate that also. So if not now dominates, then let's float the question of when rather than insisting that when be nailed down. And then let's provide ourselves with something else to do whenever there's a meeting that is a no-show. And I think that might be the other magic of Connect and Sell. So a meeting is a no-show I know you always do the same thing. Well, you, you don't do one thing. You don't complain. You do another thing. You, follow, you fire up your follow-up list and you have that person on it and other people and you talk to them or whoever and you make good use of that time. So I think the other thing is in the abundant sense, people who are selling, they feel like I set aside the time for the meeting and now it's a no-show. Well, first of all, they probably over-researched for it. Yeah. So for that 15 minute meeting and they probably researched 30 minutes and, and then when the meeting doesn't happen, it's like, oh, I wasted that research because yeah. I won't remember it. Well, in that case, maybe just don't do the research and be prepared to hold an honest discovery conversation and let somebody tell you what they know. Imagine what but, that's like. That's but then the other part is, and then when it, the no show is a no show, how can you heart no shows? If you don't have anything to do in the no-show and you, you want to be efficient, well, the answer is just push the button and talk to somebody else. You are the constrained resource. You are always the constrained resource. So just go ahead to the resource unconstrainer, which is this, you know, this thing called connect and sell, and 
push the button and have some more conversations because they're moving the ball forward too somehow. You just don't know exactly where or when. I mean, thinking over just listening through your podcast with you and Corey and some of the brilliant minds you've had on so far. And we talk always talk about market dominance, right? So this idea of I heart no shows, that is what enables also the undercurrent of what helps you dominate your market. Because if you're not in consistent motion, that's what allows the consistent motion, right? And when you require reps to, you got to make sure it's way past the line before, you know, you can call it qualified or you can count this meeting or whatever. Um, it, 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 mentally, it just, it is not for the faint of heart, right? Cool calling never has been. Um, but when you introduce a mindset of abundance and allow it, say, you know what? You did well, do your best. It will fall into when it's time that's good for them. That is the undercurrent that, that enables market dominance is that coupled with, right? With, with connecting. So and flight school and, um, because you're able to, uh, adjust and pivot in real time um, and become better as a human being, right? Talking to another human being, making those connections, improving people's lives, right? With what what you do offer. There's a lot of awesomeness out there in the market. We just get in our own way because we feel like it's, it's going to look a certain way or the conversation has to be as, exactly a certain way. That's not the case. Oddly enough, this, there's the other great irony, right? You need a great script in order to relax enough to be a human. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, it's, uh, some people equate scripts with being a robot. I take the opposite point of view, which is the script liberates you to be yourself. Yes, I still have mine. Just like Matt Forbes was saying, oh, mine, my wife laughs at me. Uh, my husband does too. <laughs> so it's, it's right there. And when I'm at the park with my kid, I have it with me. And then it, it, it does liberate you. It takes it to a whole new level. And it's, you feel it as a rep. And that's what fuels you. Because you begin, it, it just takes you to a whole new realm, I would say. It really is an awesome place to be when you can get to that point. Yeah. And the script, I think, is to the rep. I've always said the script is the surfboard and the rep's voice is the surfer. But there's another analogy, which is the script is the checklist for the pilot. And without the checklist, you'd be one worried pilot, especially if you had people on board that airplane, including yourself. (laughs) So the checklist doesn't turn the pilot into a robot. It frees the pilot up to do the human stuff that's really important, which might include reassuring the passengers that the airplane does go up and fly and come down flight school style and comes down in a controlled way and you can handle the turbulence and all that. But it's also like if you want to bring your complete self to a situation, you need to not be inventing your response to the known parts of the situation as you go along. That is, that's kind of wild, right? It'd be kind of like saying, here's, here's how I drive my car. I get in and I have no idea what I do next because I just want to be so expressive. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's an order of operations. It's a script. I get in, I close the door. I put on my seatbelt. I put the key in the in, the, in this car that I drive. You still put a key in a slot. I know for a lot of people, this is odd. <laughs> it's a, it's a Subaru that can hold 24 cases of wine. So it's really, really a good car. <laughs> and uh, check, the, check the handbrake. And you've done your walk around. Make sure there's no children behind the car. Or make sure you live in a place where there aren't any. You, you do these things. You don't just go, oh, I just don't feel like a very human driver. 
because I do things in a certain order and I know about it in advance. It's just allowing you to take the predictable parts and turn those into something that you don't have to worry about. And I think that's what a script does is it reduces our worry level about what we're going to say next and lets us then respond appropriately in tone of voice, in cadence, and in responding. When somebody says, well, Cheryl, tell me more. Yeah, you need to be in a pretty special place to say, you know, we've learned the hard way that an ambush conversation like this isn't a fair setting to talk about something this important. I'm a morning person. Are you? How's your Wednesday? That takes real stance, right? That's the, the surfboard has just been chomped on by the shark. And you got to have some real balance to do something about that other than just fall in the water and, and enjoy your relationship with the shark. Flashing all around trying to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which tends to be what happens. So, well, I tell you what, I have a funny feeling about this episode. I think you've said nine things during this episode. Each one of the nine things could be a chapter in a book on how to how to handle the rigors and and with handle them with grace uh, that come with cold calling the most important thing that we do in business i know some people are saying still cold calling shouldn't exist right well in a competitive world having first conversations that build trust is probably going to be around for a while because competitively it's superior to waiting it's it's the time game just played the other way around. So I just want to thank you for coming on. I know that this is not your thing. I can tell you you're fabulous. It's, you have no idea how good you really are. So it's just, oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, I would like to add one more thing, Chris, I've been brainstorming in real time. You asked what made the difference, right? I've been fortunate enough to have leadership, senior leadership, mostly CEOs that have believed in me enough to allow me to do my thing when it came to building pipeline and that built my confidence. And I, and when I, I had a CEO that was in Belgium and he ran a company that he built from the ground up, digital asset management. And I was the first introduction of outbound sales development. It was completely foreign to this company. And, and the way that he led, he taught belief in what they sold and I've been fortunate enough in the CEO that brought me on for this company also ran his leadership that way. And I've learned from you the same. So I've been fortunate enough to rally around like-minded mindset of abundance right? leadership that taught that way. And when I, when leadership begins to think that way and allow, believe in their SDRs, we will begin to see a shift in market dominance as we know it. It really is. So I, I feel nothing but blessed with the networks I've been connections I've made throughout my career and just love and enjoy soak everything in and learning from them, right? They all have something to offer. And that really is something. So I think when we can allow ourselves to be taught and to teach one and believe in each other within sales organizations, we can begin to relax and begin to dominate our markets. It will make a difference. I love it. So, Cheryl, I, I want people to know how to get a hold of you, um, both selfishly because you're selling something <laughs> that I hold near and dear to my heart, which is flight school. I actually think flight school is the most transformative product I've ever been associated with in a fairly long career of transformative products. I, I thought Connect and Sell was 
special, I still do. I thought the breakthrough script was special as a form of technology. You're one of the very first people ever to have heard it in the wild. You know, you were exposed to the wild type virus called the breakthrough script years ago. And, uh, and in fact, I was, I was uh, with you in one place in Utah when yeah. James Townsend and team unleashed the, the breakthrough script somewhere else and, and got a 15 times improvement in conversation to meeting or meetings per day. But I actually think flight school is maybe more special than anything. I, admittedly, as you and I both know, it rests on connect and sell and it rests most easily on the breakthrough script that's not required, but it's something that just kind of makes it easier. It's the breakthrough script is plenty good enough to run a flight school, I guess is how I would put it. But um, if folks want to get a hold of you, uh, I can tell them how to do that. Cheryl, C-H-E-R-R-Y-L, see the two R's? That's because she's special. <laughs> 40 miles south of here, we'd be rolling those R's and we'd call you Cheryl, Cheryl Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, because she will turn your entire world around. And if you want to explore flight school, she'll talk to you even if you're a smaller company, but she might pass you off to somebody else. Her job is to actually help the biggest companies in the world embrace something that's a little bit hard because of change management, which is going 10 times faster and being 10 times more effective. But if somebody wants to experience 100x, 100x doesn't come along every day of the week and it'll sound like something else entirely. You'll come to the meeting and you'll say, this isn't what I expected, just like Cheryl said, but reach out to her, Cheryl.Turner at connectandsell.com. I'm sure on LinkedIn, she's findable also. And failing all that, I think people watching this know how to get a hold of me. Um, I'm Chris Beal, and I'm I'm just really tickled to be hosting Market Dominance Guys today with Cheryl Turner. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Thank you, Chris. It's an honor. Appreciate it. Today's show is also brought to you by UncommonPro.com. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer or investor is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's really time to go big, you need an uncommon methodology to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. Through a modern and innovative sales and scripting tool set, we offer a guiding hand to ambitious leaders in their quest to reach market dominance. It's time to get uncommon with UncommonPro.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe.